Hello, my beautiful people. You are listening to the Shed Some Light podcast, a podcast where people of color can share their stories, what their experiences with police brutality, racial profiling, targeting, and more. My name is Timmy Ogunpe, and I will be your host in this weekly podcast. Every week, I will bring in a new person of color to, like the name says, shed some light as to what people of color are going through when it comes to their interaction with police officers. In light of what's going on with the recent events of the murder of George Floyd, um, I felt compelled to create a platform where everyday people of color can come on and can allow their voices to be heard. Um, each show will be no longer than 30 minutes long, so hopefully that will give you know, it's short enough for you guys to listen in and be um, inspired by the stories that we're telling. Um, and I will try to um, drop a new episode every Thursday, but I know for sure it will be every week. If you are a person of color and have a story to tell or know someone who does, please reach out to me at ShedSomeLightPodcast at Outlook.com. Again, that email is ShedSomeLightPodcast at Outlook.com. For this first episode, I just wanted to share my personal experience with um, racial profiling here. It was my first that I can remember of many. Um, I wanted to tell the story and then just talk a little bit about you know, why people of color, us people of color, are so you know, upset, hurt, you know, mad, sad, all that in light of the recent events. So my, um, my experience with racial profiling, the first one that I can remember, um, happened to me in 2008, I believe it was. Um, I was leaving a party, um, I was in college, I was leaving a party with three of my um, black friends. And I had a, we had a white woman in the back seat in the middle, and I sat in the back um, passenger seat. Now, the white woman and I, we weren't in a relationship or anything like that, but we did have an argument. And she was crying pretty visibly, and she was visibly upset as to, you know, something that happened in that night. Um, I was annoyed. I was drinking underage, of course, what other college kids don't. Um, the driver was not drinking, and the back left passenger was not drinking, so basically just the passenger in the front and myself and the woman I had in the car with us, um, we were drinking. Anyway, so it was probably around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. We are driving home, driving back to our dorm room, if I can remember correctly. Driving back to our dorm room, and we got we stopped at a stoplight because it was red, and the police officer pulled up right next to us on the right-hand side. Um, he looked over and kind of leaned forward to look next to me and saw that this woman was crying. You know, one white lady in a car full of black men. I look at him, I see what he's doing, and I already knew what was going to happen. Okay, So we take off, light turns green, we go, we didn't speed or anything, we just go. And we see the cop doesn't go right away. He waits for us to pass him, gets behind us, puts the lights on. Oh, shit, here we fucking go. So he comes to the back passenger seat where I'm sitting, taps on the window. At this point, I'm not quite sure if he wants to talk to me to see if I'm drunk or because he saw the woman crying. I don't quite know. 
um, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually hoping that he's trying to talk to me because of me being drunk or suspicion of me being drunk other than um, suspicion of us doing something to this white girl. I already know how that would go. So I rolled the window down just a little bit because I didn't want him to smell alcohol in my breath. Um, he asked me to roll it down more. I hesitated, but I did. Um, first thing he did after the window was down was he asked the white lady if she was okay, the white woman if she was okay. Um, of course, she's you no know, stopping crying at this point, but she's still you no know, sniffling and wiping her eyes and all that stuff. And he proceeds to ask her, you know, is she okay? If she knows us, if she's in danger, um, how does she know us? So I'm so literally asking this woman who's crying and upset questions when he pulled us over. At this point, I'm pissed off. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? You, why'd you stop us? Can I ask you why you stopped us? And she said, you, we, he kind of said that we looked as we were up to no good, as if we were up to no good. Long story short, he kept questioning us. He asked me to get out of the car, give me a sobriety test, but he did not ask me to blow on the breathalyzer. I believe that he asked me to do the sobriety test just to have a reason for um, him to pull us over, even though I was in the back seat, so I wasn't quite sure as to why I had to do the sobriety test. And it wasn't just me that did the sobriety test, it was also um, the passenger on the left hand, on the back left, the driver's seat, um, asked to come out as well. He did not ask the driver to come out or the passenger to come out. Anyway, so I passed um, the uh, sobriety test. I get into the car, he says, ask me where we're living, where I live. I said, that's none of your fucking business. Because it's not, it's not his business. He said, well, where you guys going? I said, I'm going home. He asked again, where do I live? I said, it's none of your fucking business. He said, he asked me if I wanted to be arrested. I said, no, I do not. But it's none of your business where I live. We're going home. We didn't break any law. Can we go? He then proceeds to continue to ask the woman if she's okay. Is she sure? If she needs a ride, he's able to give her a ride. If she wants to press charges, press charges on what? He doesn't even know. He's asking, trying to come up with something to press charges on us for or to arrest us for. Long story short, um, thank goodness nothing further happened. He let us go with a warning, which I don't even know what the hell he warned us for. But he let us go with a warning. Never even went to the driver's seat on the driver's side to get his ID or nothing like that. Literally, we just focused on the back seat because that's where he saw her crying. So um, we went on our way, on our way, got home. I'm not quite sure what happened after that, but of course, nothing significant happened because then I would have remembered. Um, so that right there is one of the stories of many that I have with just some profiling. Um, thank God nothing happened, but it could have went south really fucking fast, right? And come to find out, actually, and I'm thinking about it, the warning that he gave us, which the driver um, told me about the next day, was because we didn't stop at a stop sign. Um, and I know the route that we took that day, and I know for a fact there was no stop signs the route that we took. They were all stop lights, and we did not... Um, speed past the red light that whole time, which was bullshit. Anyway, at that time, you know, I was I was mad more than sad. I was very pissed off. Like you didn't waste my day, my time. Um, you didn't ask all these questions, basically trying to get us, get her to press charges on us for anything, so we can take us to jail. And I was too happy. The reason I'm saying this story is to kind of show that what happened to George Floyd could have happened to any one of us. Um, young black men um, and that's why we're so hurt we're so hurt because we see us in George we see us in all these different um, situations and we see what is doing to families to Trayvon's mom I saw Trayvon Martin's mom had something to say the other um, the other day I think um, I think yesterday 
it just no the pain doesn't go away time doesn't the pain doesn't go away with time um, and when we see this and we see this happening over and over and over and what we're doing isn't working we're kneeling um, we're kneeling and, and we're getting talked shit upon you know we're getting yelled at we're getting people getting caught some of the bitches so on and so forth we silently protest and block highways silently motherfuckers get mad at us um, it gets to a point where it's like what else can we do what else can we do to show everybody that this is bullshit this is bullshit um so I think that's the biggest reason why you know, we're, we're, we're so mad and we're, and we're grieving and we're just fed up to this point. And me personally, why I'm so hurt is because I am worried about raising my son in this world. You know, he's a little seven-year-old, you know, black, black boy here in America. And I have to start teaching him reasons why he can't, you know, mouth off the way some of his white friends can mouth off if, you know, get interacting with police officers or even teachers or whatever the case may be i gotta teach him how he can't have a hood up in, in the store how he can't have his hands in his pockets um how he has to be extra super duper respectful to you know people of authority because one little you know act of act of rebellion rebellion he's gonna get suspended expelled put in jail so on and so forth just because he doesn't get the same slack as his white friends um and that worries me that worries me. I don't want my son to be raised in an environment where he has to be looking over his shoulder 24-7 and be worrying about every single police officer just because of the color of his skin. I know with myself, when I'm driving, I can I am perfectly legal driving. I have nothing illegal in the car. If I see a police officer behind me, I will end my route and turn and bear off just because I don't want him to pull me over for no reason and me potentially being dead. There have been other times where I had every reason to call a police officer. There have been you know, some violence happened, or I've seen some violence, or whatever the case may be, and I just refuse to call the police. Why? Because if I call the police, I might die. I might, me myself, the person who called the fucking cops for help, might die at the hands of police officers. So I just said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna call the police officers unless it's very serious, which is obviously, you know, murders, attempted murders, rapes, all that shit." Um, but if it's something very minor, I'm not going to call the police officers. And that brings me to all the Karens in the world. Um, that's you know, a different subject for another day. But please stop calling the cops on us for minor reasons. Because you could just be signing our de death certificates by doing that. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's just a little bit of my story. I want to invite you all to please reach out to us um, with you know, stories that you have. If you want to be on the podcast, if you know of anybody, um, at ShedSomeLightPodcast at Outlook.com. Again, that email is ShedSomeLightPodcast at Outlook.com. I invite any one of you guys, no matter your race, no matter your skin color, please shoot me an email if you have no stories or if you have um, anything to say to me, even the haters who want to talk shit. Please feel free to shoot me an email. I will respond to every single email that I receive, even with the haters. And I'm going to address the haters, too. If something's out of pocket that I receive on the email, I will address it on the podcast. Um, so anyway, next week, uh, I'm going to be bringing in my first guest. Um, and every day, every week after that, I will be a new guest, a new person of color telling their stories, specifically focusing on police um, officers and their interactions right now. We might bear off later on, but because of all those things going on with police officers, I want to focus on that. Um, I do not think, and I don't want people to think that I think 
all police officers are bad. In fact, I believe majority of the police officers are good. But it's the fact that there's so many of the police officers that are bad, even though it's a small mi uh, minority of them, um, there's so many of them, or we see so many of them, doing illegal things and trying to make it legal. You know, um, in terms of, for example, the police reports people file. Like most of us know that's fucking bullshit. Um, I'm not going to get into the police report at first of George Floyd and his med medical emergency that he suffered. Um, they failed to put in the police report that he suffered that um, medical emergency because that motherfucker's knee was on his throat. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to get into that. Um, thank you so much for listening. I will be dropping first episode, well, technically second episode next week. Um, until then, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.